Hi, Evan. Hey, guys. Hi, Ryan. Hey. Hey, you guys. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Why are you here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a mix between daycare and like uh providing empanadas i guess i think is what we're doing at this that's, point that's your girl yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah this is kind of special this is um we've had johnny in as a guest but this is uh well i was almost gonna say this is our first like official guest that wasn't related to us but it's your brother exactly exactly <laughs> yeah. and the nepotism marches on yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, to be fair, like uh, I just love what you guys put out, and uh, just happy to be a part of it. Yeah, this, this is great. awesome. Um, Say more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you don't. No, you, you, you guys do a great job, and uh, there's so many fun topics. And when I go to all these cracking up because she's she when she was, goes to sleep, she's like, "Is that your sister?" And I'm like, <laughs> "She's the one putting me to sleep now." Her voice is wonderful. <laughs> ever since we were children um so this is you guys kind of worked this out again i don't know what the topic is but i heard you both kind of talking about it a little bit um so did you both come up with this together definitely uh encourage the idea uh along with ryan i will not have any clue what she is talking about okay and so, so i will join you in the not we're talking knowings. about the episode still right yes. yeah and the, <laughs> everything honestly at this point but so you're gonna you're gonna uh you're gonna be a dumb dumb with me step aside and let the <laughs> the magic happen and make uh timely comments yeah that's all cool. I've heard. <laughs> um well thanks for being here man and for the for the listener um this could be you if you pay up (laughs) sucker yeah in blood or or plata yeah you don't know what what we've had to do to get here it's the uh the new the new season of you don't even know blood and silver (laughs) silver. i've noticed though in editing the episodes that we're just getting more and more like blunt about the patreon (laughs) give us money we were like yeah this would be fun you know if you want to participate now it's just like give it to us this is true this is true i'm coming from the listener side yeah i feel feel pressure i do i feel pressured on my side i'm scared but i want to it makes me want to do it that's the goal it's the reminder uh, you guys, um, this introduction was written by AI. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, because the topic today is algorithms. Damn, 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 Oh, you don't even know. It makes me laugh every time. Because <laughs> you're like, this is the woman I love. Yeah. I always appreciate just how well it goes through. <laughs> I'm like, it's that, and then goes into that. I'm like, that's yeah. Ryan. That's Ryan's doing. I, I yeah. am actually interested. Once we're all done recording, what you think of this part yeah. versus what you hear <laughs> at the end? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, the transition's wonderful, <laughs> and then uh, just your noise, the consistency of it. <laughs> It's like you were a musician or something. She could have been so. 
something. She could have been something. <laughs> she could have kept it tuned yeah. to something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So algorithms. I, now I heard you say algorithms. That's now right. what my brain processed was like, oh, we're talking about math, <laughs> but we're, that's not what we're doing. I mean, we're kind of talking about math. So tell me more. Uh, so, um. I will tell you more by reading you the beautiful introduction written to me by ChatGPT herself. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, oh, and I, I should I should I should say I should I should say <laughs> <laughs> the prompt that I gave ChatGPT. GPT. Wow, <laughs> I'm gonna leave this all in. <laughs> this is the audience. Audience factor. This, we this is my <laughs> argument for AI needing to take my job. Yeah. <laughs> um, the prompt that I gave her was write a witty and interesting short introduction to a podcast, the topic of which is algorithms. Wow. And this okay. is what it gave me. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what it gave me to start. Get ready for a journey into the captivating world of algorithms where ones and zeros come alive to shape our digital existence. Think of algorithms as the magical elves of the internet, quietly working behind the scenes, making decisions for us, and occasionally causing mischief. That's what it said about itself. From recommending hilarious videos of cats playing the piano to predicting our Netflix binge choices, algorithms have weaved their way into our lives in unexpected and sometimes downright hilarious ways. So fasten your seatbelts and prepare for a roller coaster ride through the fascinating and whimsical realm of algorithms. Holy shit. And that's why I'll never have a job in the creative (laughs) arts, because it just whipped that up for us. I hate that. We're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I'll admit something, since this is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wrote a cover letter using ChatGPT. And my angle was, if I got an interview, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. I would fess up and say, like, I use ChatGPT for this. Uh, I'm a man who uses my resources. You should hire me. <laughs> and <laughs> so I own if up to So anybody's listening, I am a man who uses my resources. Hire me. <laughs> I think the power of just that in itself right there is is downright amazing and terrifying. So terrifying. Yeah, downright amazing, terrifying. What we talk about, my, my wife's in the room here too. What we would talk about is just the consistency that they know exactly what we're moved on to next through targeted ads Mm -hmm. and definitely as somebody that i worked in hospitality and my whole life and started dappling with our website and cookies and all the other stuff what amazed me and what got me onto this topic with alexis was i was doing it dog you know i was like i was starting to utilize some stuff and uh and all of a sudden yeah and you you just get one little uh traffic flow into somebody's life and you can get anything you want just to keep uh, the the AdWords going and everything else so that you can theoretically get your eyes onto your product at your product that you're looking for as well too. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. it's impressive to see what it can come up with. And then ChatGPT is just, yeah, well, automated services. It's scary. So and it's free. It's free. Oh, which is yes. Oh, ChatGPT yeah. in particular. Well, it is free. Um, and it's kind of amazing how much you can do with with that tool which is a, a consumer facing tool that is not even you know at the, the same level as what you would be using evan yeah. 
in, in a business sense yeah. for tracking huge streams of data and patterns. Can we first establish what an algorithm is? Yeah, I would love that because like I said, I thought we were talking about math, please. All right, <laughs> I used a different chat GPT program to come um, up with an example uh, <laughs> of what an algorithm is. And this is exactly, I did this all on purpose. So that, uh -huh. and the prompt I gave it this time was, explain like I'm five, what oh, is an damn. algorithm? So <laughs> uh, before you do that, mm -hmm. this is gonna bum me out, isn't it? This episode. <laughs> no, it's not. Cause we did like a good one last time. <laughs> this one's gonna bum me back out. No, it's not. And I'll tell you why, because I gave it the prompt for the last topic to uh, make it an uplifting series of an, of examples okay. <laughs> about how algorithms can be used in the future. So this has all been plotted out between ChatGPT and me. <laughs> all right, I don't believe it, but okay. All right, here we go. So algorithms are just like recipes that computers use to cook up solutions to our problems. Explain like I'm five. <laughs> uh, just like when you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and step one is to get the bread, and step two is to spread the peanut butter, and step three is the jelly, and step four is put it together, the algorithm tells the computer what to do in order. And the computer can then learn and follow similar instructions from similar algorithms to uh, basically use logic instead of food ingredients to make predictions based on patterns that it finds after using those log algorithms. So for example, the algorithm might help the computer solve math problems or search for information on the internet or even help you decide which movies you might wanna watch. And the computer remembers the algorithm and then will follow each step as it's meant to do based mm -hmm. off of how it's been programmed. Okay. So it's basically like a like a math equation or, or a recipe that the computer can solve um, to figure out patterns and to help you make predictions based off of those patterns. Okay. I'm a stupid fucking five-year-old dude. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, still don't understand. Can we say, can we explain like on three? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much lower do we go? Is uh -huh. there a lower uh -huh. side? Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh huh. <laughs> um, okay, I want to quickly rewind just a little bit. You said you used a separate yes. chat GPT. That's right. There's multiple out there. Yeah. So basically, um, chat GPT uh, and and many of its ilk, um, because it's just one of many different AIs that are uh, consumer facing available AIs that people can use to solve problems or figure out things or have things written for them or all kinds of things that an AI can do for you. Um, but uh, it is an open tool. It's an open suite of tools. Uh, and so a lot of different companies can make an app that uses ChatGPT as like the the brain of its answer suite. Okay. Um, so like there's one called like uh, OpenAI um, Chat Pro or there's like ChatGPT Light Free. You know, there's like all these different ones that you can use. And then eventually there's a paying scheme where you then have to pay the money to get access to it. There's a whole thing right now with Reddit, by the way, in, in a very similar kind of vein um, about companies being able to use their, their data and sell it to other third-party companies so that other people can get access to it 
So, for example, like do you, Reddit, right? You know Reddit. Bless. Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not everybody likes to use the Reddit app. Uh-huh. To view you, Reddit. Yeah, I use the Reddit app and you looked at me and go, why are you using the Reddit app? You might as well have been <laughs> viewing it on an Android phone. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I was just, it was there. And that's now what I'm used to. So it and, makes sense you know, to me. Is it versus, uh, versus like a Google search finding the Reddit app? No. So there are other apps made by third-party developers who use Reddit's data. Mm-hmm. So like all the subreddits, what they look like, what comments there are, and who's commented on them. That's all a suite of data Mm -hmm. that Reddit allows these third parties access to so that then you could view it on their app, which maybe has different features or looks nicer or, you know, has different tools that you can use, all Mm -hmm. kinds of different things. But Reddit is then giving them access to that data, which has all kinds of privacy ramifications and and stuff, so it should be regulated. But it... It's important, some people would say, for the internet to be competitive. Because if it's just Google, you know, running all the email, right. if it's just Facebook being the only social media, mm-hmm. you know, there should be competitors. Right. However, some of these big companies have good products. They mm-hmm. just have shitty ways of looking at the products. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got know? it. Okay. Um, so in a similar vein, uh, chat GPT is one AI that has been made available to be utilized through a number of different third-party apps. Yeah. Um, It's just like a service, Hmm. and lots of people can use the service. So I used several different (laughs) versions of this chat program uh, to generate the content for today's episode. So freaky. Have Uh you used it, Evs? No. No. Honestly, when it comes to this, I guess, like like the battle of two ages is... That it's just scary. It's scary. Mm-hmm. So I like I get yeah. I honestly haven't typed in the letters to like open it up to see what it could do. Because it's um, gonna get in your computer and take over everything. Yeah, like what's <laughs> like uh, uh yeah, I always think of uh what's that Cartman uh in South Park where he gets eaten by oh, the, the trapper keeper. Trapper keeper. I just yeah. get trapper keeper vibes. <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy you hit that so fast. <laughs> I'm, I was gonna, yeah. to <laughs> I'm yeah. afraid I can't let you do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally how old I feel like in my head when i think of <laughs> it um but there's so many amazing things i've seen it do mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and like not to cape on the hospitality thing but people are utilizing it every day in hospitality for yeah. uh to just simplify services alexis and i've talked about how it like a lot of our jobs that we do a lot of the time we could just be kicked out of the system <laughs> because something yeah. could be automated out of us yeah. like mm-hmm. as a concierge with such a nice personality <laughs> I, i'd hope that it wouldn't happen but right. as a general manager you look at things and you're like oh yeah i could totally get rid of that front desk agent from screwing up that reservation because they mm-hmm. didn't say the right information um and that's things that could totally happen from that stuff so but it scares me regardless yeah um i remember hearing about like the guy wasn't it like one guy who created it uh I, did, did you algorithms no trapper keeper uh, <laughs> <laughs> no sapphire <laughs> no chat gpt specifically oh and i i know the topic is algorithms mm. and we'll get back to like the overall yeah. topic cuz i have more questions about that mm. but like the guy who cre- developed chat gpt specifically kind of regretted it Mm. a little bit mm. or did i maybe wishful read that 
I've, <laughs> I've totally read something of similar vein, but uh, I don't have a memory to span for to keep that in my head. That well, was. so yeah. let's jump forward then real quick to talk about um, one of the, the interesting dangers of algorithms uh, before we talk about like the fun things that can be done with it. Because it is important to understand that algorithms are a human invention, as yeah. are computers. And humans inherently have biases and prejudices. And all that it is is machine learning, right? And the, the machines learn by being fed information, just like people. Yeah. Uh, and they come to conclusions based off of the information that they're fed. If you give them a data set of information that's inherently prejudiced, so if biased, your computer says some racist ass shit, you better look inward. That's fucking <laughs> right. That's fucking right. And that's why when people say like, the scroll doesn't lie, <laughs> right? If you scroll in through your feed, it's not going to lie about you. It's yeah. going to be an accurate algorithm. That's for better or for worse, right? However, it's only going to be as accurate as the data that's provided to it. So if you only scroll once a month and you only look at three things, it's probably not going to be that accurate. Got it. Um, the more privacy settings that you have turned on to protect your data from being fed into these algorithms, the less accurate the algorithm is going to be. And some people might say, well, great, because fuck the algorithm, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't want it to know all those things about me, it being, you know, whatever algorithms are being used by the service that you're using. Mm -hmm. There is no, like, master algorithm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. make that clear. But um, it can lead to all kinds of problems in the decision-making process that the algorithms are used for, including for sales purposes. Uh, like, let's say the only people, the, the only data that you're gathering for your sales stuff is whatever um, data is coming from these collection algorithms that track your website traffic, right? But the only people that are going on your website are people who are between 30 and 50 years old, mm -hmm. theoretically, yeah. right? That means that you're only getting data about that group of people, mm -hmm. which is not necessarily an accurate representation of all of your customers, nor is it the ones that you're going to profit the most from. Uh, so then you're going to get a discriminatory result from your algorithm. doesn't yeah. matter how much data you feed to it if it's not going to be a complete set of data. And one uh, thing that that can be a real problem for is how the algorithms are being used in the criminal justice system now because they're being used to predict who might reoffend. what yeah that is that's minority report minority report there's an anime that's really good that uh it's called psychopaths and basically people are assigned like a number or like a a, a like a rate at which they might commit a crime uh, yeah and so people's emotional states are are like red constantly and if you're like getting too hyped then they're like you're probably about to kill somebody and they arrest you preemptively i don't like any of that well that's basically how these things work right is we're feeding them data sets about what our behavior is when we're doing things and seeing things and then it predicts what the what we want to see next and what our behavior will be after that um but yeah and in the case of criminal justice Let's say, for example, that your data set is a place with like very extreme diversity set up uh, where there's like um, a majority racial disparity. Right. And that means that just the majority of crimes are going to be documented, committed by a certain racial majority, mm -hmm. for example then that means that that data set says that people who are this race commit these crimes. Yeah. Therefore, mm -hmm. they shouldn't be eligible for parole. 
because they will be more likely to reoffend. Yeah. That doesn't mean that that data is correct. Even if all the data that's being fed into it is accurate, it's not necessarily a complete unprejudiced view. Taking into account of culture and all that stuff. Quick, yeah. quick pause questions. Yeah. Uh, questions, concerns. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Protests. Black uh, uh, Matter. So, like the you say the statement on like uh, algorithm not being like a hive brain. Mm-hmm. Wait. Uh, back to the five-year-old so again like algorithms are recipes right there's algorithms and there's ai um ai in general is just artificial intelligence which has become such a big umbrella term now that that needs its own two episodes but (laughs) (laughs) algorithms again like go back to the explain like i'm five it's the recipe yeah ai is is the brain that's learning it Mm -hmm. right um but the recipe is being given to the brain and the brain learns those recipes. So is there a cookbook? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, there is. Yeah. And uh-huh. that's what developers write. Developers yeah. write the cookbook. Okay. And eventually the AI gets so good that it starts to write its own recipes. Fuck. And that's what machine learning is. Yeah. And so back to, I think maybe what also what Evan was asking and what mm. you had said earlier, the hu- humans are the ones starting this process, right. meaning humans are the ones writing the original recipe mm-hmm. and then the algorithm or the AI is writing the extra crispy. <laughs> yeah, the original <laughs> recipe. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah, and just like in real life, uh, the only actual original recipe is in Ireland now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And that's why everybody puts their tax stuff over there. Yeah. yeah but because of that, that means that they're like inherently faulty yeah well some people might say that because you know if it's being made by people people are inherently biased yeah so it's just going to be those biases are going to be perpetuated yeah by the people that are making them and that's why some people would say that that is why ai being involved in more and more things like the criminal justice system or like government or you know whatever um would lead to people being wiped out because the logical if you if you give a machine the ability this is one of the theories right you give the machine an ability to say to come to a conclusion to write its own recipe and Mm -hmm. say like well human plus the earth equals earth being destroyed yeah and its job that it's been given is to come up with the most optimal way to keep the earth from being destroyed, then theoretically, if given enough unshackled, if you've heard that phrase before, unshackled decision-making power, if it doesn't have the restraints given to it by the master chef, Uh the iron chef. Colonel himself. (laughs) (laughs) If it's unshackled enough, then it could make decisions that would ultimately cause humans to suffer a la terminator right ah but some people would say that's already happening fucking james cameron strikes again fucking james cameron <laughs> so good so ahead of his time too mm-hmm. um uh but yeah some people would say that that's already happening that people are already suffering because of things like targeted advertising and false news yeah information being spread around misinformation um personalized content can have 
an effect on people to where it's like this sort of self-fulfilling thing where I am this way and I'm being fed this content that tells me I am this way. Mm-hmm. And the more that you engage with that content, the more it reinforces your belief that you are in fact that way. Um, so, you know, it uh, if you engage a lot with posts about sports, then the algorithm might start prioritizing showing you sports-related content. Before you know it, you're like only looking at sports stuff and your family doesn't recognize you anymore. <laughs> you're wearing game paint on your face all day but truly and they're like, like what it's tuesday <laughs> it's not, it's even, not even monday football season. <laughs> yeah, it's like the season's over but that's how people get really sucked in and get um what's the word like trapper keepered they get trapper keepered <laughs> they get fanaticized because they get sucked into that that hole that doom scroll yeah mm-hmm. um this I'm going to ask the question. It feels a little bit dumb. Um, But you were saying about the information that the algorithms are given. Mm. If you only give it like a, a certain section or portion of the information that it's going to come up with, like you said, like low income communities, like, like more likely to commit crimes. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. If in an ideal situation, you gave it, Every bit of information you had across all uh, culture, cultures, all like financial backgrounds, everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then what does it do? Well, then it is the result k- kills the people again. <laughs> goes back, just right back to killing people. Again. Faster Skynet. Yeah, yeah, faster, better yeah. Skynet. Yeah, I, it just it depends on, T- on... straight to T one thousand. Yeah, the flying ships, everything. Yeah. It just yeah. it's a really short period of time too yeah. between the data being given and that that happening. So the answer to that is is it depends on on several things. One is what your goal is in giving it that information. What what is it trying to solve? Right. Okay. Any computer that's powerful enough can do any number of things, but it won't do any of them until you tell it what to do. Got it. So you can give it all that information, just like you can have all the access to the internet in the world, but you won't learn anything until you look it up. The computer won't give you any answers until you ask it a question. So then is maybe like half of the power of the information you give it, the other half being the question you're asking it yeah i also feel like a part of us like we get like to that point where like the negative nancy always comes into our brain and immediately it's skynet (laughs) when in reality there could be a chance here little brain chip see you later musk is that we could (laughs) learn more about ourselves and it could uh end you know a lot of bad thoughts hopefully Um, you know yeah Hopefully. <laughs> That's some glass half full shit. Yeah. I'm not having it. <laughs> no, like I said, I haven't opened ChatGPT, so that's the well, first time I thought of no, it. No, I, uh, I think that's a, an excellent point, and I think you're absolutely right. Because, like me, and if you've listened to this podcast before, I I like to think of things in, a, like, a little bit more, like, positive intention yeah. and... Like, woo is something I've been saying lately because <laughs> I'm just embracing it now. Oh, guy. But when it comes to technology specifically, I get very, like, negative because it, it is scary because I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I feel like it's so far over my head that it must be bad. <laughs> Which well, is you know I mean? so interesting considering, like, what you do for money. 
<laughs> you know? Oh, you mean the OnlyFans? <laughs> uh-huh. Just telling are... people that they're enough and and then taking your clothes off. <laughs> you, you guys can't see him, but his feet are wonderful. So <laughs> I'm just saying right now, $9.99 monthly. Um, Sculpted by Michelangelo. But I do think, I think what Ryan's saying is true is that it's we are still such in an early saga of what this technology has like come to be now. And it's only been like you know, 40 years or whatever that mm-hmm. we're now seeing such going from like having three computers on a desktop to sitting there having like a giant computer that would, you know, like I always imagine like the old power plants, if you ever really toured an old power plant for a school or something like that. It just looks like something out, like just gizmos. Like you just imagine gizmos oh, everywhere, yeah. just huge buttons and lights going everywhere and stuff like that. Now it's all getting automated down to one little tablet that you can use to mm-hmm. monitor tons of different applications and stuff. And so we go from that quick of an advancement mm-hmm. that when artificial intelligence comes in, piece and it was always in the movies the sci-fi movies that we'd see and it was always bad 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 it's crazy to not think of it as being something that would not be just super destructive oh yeah and i mean like especially in the realm of healthcare, like algorithms can absolutely revolutionize our ability to treat things because i mean think about it like one of the things that's holding healthcare discoveries back is just the manpower involved just getting the brains in there and getting them the funding to take the time to research shit that's what costs so much money usually is just the fucking time to pay these scientists and doctors to research stuff and fund their programs if you could program a computer to run through all of those scenarios and those tests using the most accurate data sets possible on tests that have already been done the tests just need to be run Mm-hmm. Right. Someone just needs to do them. If a computer could do that, think of the possibilities. And it's already happening. Like IBM's Watson has like found all these brand new markers for cancer and come up with all these novel cancer treatment what? things. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's I thought happening. it was just made to play Jeopardy. <laughs> I thought no. that was like a gimmick. <laughs> no, that was like that was like the promo video oh. <laughs> it was like, look at how silly we could use this for. No, it's being used for all kinds of things. And for for healthcare alone, like being able to personalize healthcare to, I mean, like if you've ever had a doctor who's had access to your, your chart digitally and then mm-hmm. been able to just look stuff up real quick, right. that's so different than being, than having them stand there with their paper chart and going like, there's no way I'm going to read this in 10 seconds. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> here's what it is. But if there were, there was all that data, all the tests that you'd ever re- had run for yourself, all right. the blood tests, all the allergy tests, all of the, the immunization records, all of your genetic records, your parents' records, all of that stuff could be cross-analyzed and ran. That when you input a symptom, like WebMD style, it's not just referencing that based off of the encyclopedia of WebMD and saying, yeah, your symptom for this might be this. No, it's referencing you yeah. when you put in that symptom. That's powerful. Yeah. That could lead to improve diagnoses and treatment plans tailored to you, not just from somebody who's like biased, right? And is being Mm -hmm. told by a pharmaceutical company, you should sell my migraine drug and I'll give you a little something on the side. Computer don't care. (laughs) Computer's going to give you the recommendation. (laughs) So, I mean, that's pretty amazing. It is. I said this in another episode too, and I think you (laughs) point out. It is, but fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> I took a second to process what you just did. Um, well, because it reminded me of a thing that I I had said, and then you, and you pointed it out a 
Uh, fuck. <laughs> I might end up editing this out. Um, you have the power there. But like, I said something about uh, there is as much good out there as there is bad. Do you remember that? Hmm. I think it was uh, maybe about like the recycling. Oh. I think that was the recycling. Yeah. Episode. Yeah. So for Evan's like, yep, yep, yep. that was the episode. <laughs> it was something about like for all of the good work that you do, there's a lot of bad shit that's that goes out oh, that can yeah. like sort of balance Taoist stuff. Yeah, right. yeah I yeah. remember now. So that's kind of all of that positive stuff is great. But now I'm thinking like, well, what about all the horrible things that people are going to do with that same technology? Mm-hmm. Um, is it worth it? And like yeah. for the people who are possibly sick and who find certain markers uh, early that makes makes it so that they can be cured of whatever ailment, they're going to say, yes, this is absolutely great. Mm-hmm. But then there's going to be another person who said, this fucked me in some kind of way sure so we need to get rid of it how mm-hmm. do we decide which which person to listen to well that's why it's so important to have people who are overseeing regulation mm-hmm. who are um insistent on uh considerations about privacy and ethics and accountability um that they're you know like committees overseeing what those regulations are that companies that are separate from those regulatory bodies, as they should be, <laughs> yeah. uh, are, you know, th- they're answerable to yeah. those bodies. Um, but that also requires that the people that are part of those regulatory commissions are politicians, in other words, yeah, are young enough that they can understand <laughs> this shit. Right. Yeah. Because they're so old now that unfortunately, many of them do have the mindset that this is beyond me. This is mm-hmm. so beyond anything that I experienced for eighty percent of my life that I don't want to learn about it. I don't. Yeah. I don't care. All it is is unfamiliar, and it sounds dangerous. When some of this shit, ugh, some of this shit could have been so handled by now. I mean, just beyond. And I get the the healthcare stuff because of privacy, and that makes sense. But things like traffic optimization, city yeah. planning, and management, yeah. all of that could be mapped out by a computer with so much more efficiency and speed, optimizing uh, like building plans and um, like, you know what I mean? Talk about like the stock market and financial systems, like that's been computerized for decades now, but ways to use those things ethically could have been harnessed in such powerful ways by now. If we just had some savvy people involved in the regulation of them, because Instead, <laughs> fucking inst- I short circuit, because instead <laughs> what's happened is the companies that have created these tools and that are profiting from them are profiting from them in not so ethical ways, like mm-hmm. collecting our data, manipulating the things that we're interested in to get us to buy things, but also selling our data to people who profit from that information. It's not just about like getting us to buy the thing. It's about collecting our our sweet our, our little little scrapbook of info that makes Ryan, that makes Evan. You know, what is the shit that Evan likes? That little package that's all tied up in your Google bow. Yeah. <laughs> in a bow that's shaped like a G. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that package is valuable. 
because not necessarily because you're interesting, although you are, you're special and unique and beautiful. I know. My little snowflake. No. It's not because of you alone. It's because of you in your demographic, in your city, in your gender. You know, it's that whole package of information that's valuable. Mm -hmm. And that could be used in such cool ways. But because we don't have governments that are acting with savviness and with morals yeah. <laughs> in regards to this technology up until very recently. Have they been thinking about it seriously? But uh, even then, they just, don't really like... It's just running rampant. It's just been running like crazy now. Does it ever yeah. Does it ever scare us, though, that we're giving like almost not enough credit to these old whites um that <laughs> that we're, we're that a lot of these people probably have the wherewithal the understanding of what a lot of the capabilities are but there's so much more profit in death and birth you know it's like what a lot of these good things that you brought up are i mean healthcare especially is so huge but that creates longer life expectancies which cost money and they do add profit to some other side of it but there's so much more money in death there's so much more money in birth. And so like when you're sitting there in society and uh, guys aren't taking advantages, but they're taking advantage of things that maybe are a little bit more um, tedious and day-to-day profitizing. Like where every second that we're on our phone, the algorithm is figuring out a way to uh, cater things to us mm-hmm. so that we go, oh, yes, yes, give me that. Please, please, please give me that. You know, but the, the good things that potentially could happen out of it, it it's almost taking money out of somebody else's pocket if we use it for our own benefit personally outside of just the day-to-day stuff. Well, it definitely, I think, very much used to be that way when resources, digital resources, were not as ubiquitous as they are now. They're not as everywhere. I mean, everyone has a smartphone in their pocket. Anyone could download ChatGPT app mm-hmm. and have these tools available to them now. It's causing a huge problem in higher education. For that exact reason. Write an essay. Write an essay. Yeah. Done. Oh, my God. I would have fucking killed college if I had had that stuff now. <laughs> we, that was the only thing holding me back. We would have killed back. college. We would have. <laughs> <laughs> Evan, think of what we could have been. I have a great personality, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he's wonderful in class when he's there. Yeah. Um, It's, you know... It's a, just a thing where, like, we're just going to have to accept that there's going to be uh, people who abuse these tools and people who use them for spectacularly creative and universally beneficial ways. It's just a tool, like any other tool. Um, it's just name isn't Brad. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you were saying the thing about the politicians and stuff, have you all seen that video? It was like a Senate hearing or something with one of the guys from Google and one of the senators or something or representatives was in a real dramatic fashion holding up his his smartphone and he goes, can this thing track me? So if I move from where I'm sitting across the room, will it track me? Yeah, and the guy was like, well... I don't know. Like, what are your privacy settings at? And he's like, you're not answering the question. And he's like, I'm trying to, but I need more information. And he's like using it as a, as like, uh, an emotional tool. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Like, like they can't even tell us if it's, if it's doing it, how, oh, yeah. you know, how can we trust them? And really like, you just kind of have to slow down a little bit and go, 
here's something I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Explain it to me. Explain why you can't answer the question I'm asking so that I can ask the right question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's the fear of the unknown and knowing what audience he's catering to, too, which... Totally. Not looking for that answer. It it goes back to what you're saying about the older politicians of... uh, That's why that makes me question it. It's just like, you know... Who is gaining something out of it by not utilizing it for its greatest potential? Yeah, and what do they know? Mm-hmm. That's always yeah. where I. That's where I go. You know, are they, are they being dumb and they what don't? Do they they yeah. don't want to use it, or is there more? It's like you know, it's always where you think about like Flint's not Flint, so it's the Jetsons flying spaceships kind of thing. Like they said, we we're going to have that by now, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, they do, but we don't have that right now, you know. And that's that's the oh, battle. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, again, like. It's it's not like how fingerprint technology, scanning technology, was available on personal devices in the military before it was on our iPhones, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not necessarily the same because algorithms are just how computers work, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, the, the funding and the resources into creating new algorithms that can be used for these kind of broader purposes... That's where, like, those powers that be could be flexing their muscles, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, the algorithms are, are there. They're there. It's just, like, how are they being utilized? Who's utilizing them? Yeah. What's the goal? Yeah. So, as these algorithms are getting more sophisticated mm-hmm. and we are having tools now available to us, like ChatGPT, is there any sort of, like, forecasting on what is on the horizon with these kinds of things? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, like, again, like the healthcare sector is huge because it's all about predictions and creating, recognizing patterns and stuff. And a lot of the times our bodies will create like data sets of patterns that we won't be able to recognize as symptoms until it's too late, you know? So that's the really big one. Um, Another one that I think is really interesting is like, energy management, sustainable energy management. So like being able to manage power grids, mapping weather patterns, especially like we were talking about in in the weather modification episode, like climate change affecting weather patterns has meant that our old models for predicting what's going to happen with the weather, our magic, Uh (laughs) (laughs) our magic predictions aren't necessarily so accurate anymore. So that's why it's so important for that math to be really nimble so that that, those predictions can work because that's life-saving stuff. Which is really important. So what you're saying is bye-bye weatherman. See ya. Uh, bye-bye creative writers. Uh-huh. Bye Dave Hovde. Bye Conan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Was there a... Uh, bye-bye hospitality. Bye-bye yeah. hospitality. Well, that's what the, the a lot of the argument with uh, is that they're utilizing it to their advantage in hospitality because what doesn't get taken away from the hotel experience is that person exactly. sitting right mm-hmm. in front of you. So hospitality has been one of the... Like as the fear is grow is amassed, is that people are hedging their way towards hospitality more than ever uh-huh. um, in different yeah. in different realms of of the workforce because they see and they can do sales mm-hmm. and hospitality, but in other industries in real estate especially, um, a lot of those guys get phased out because they can process loans for you. Yeah. They can process, uh, they can find the best house for exactly what you're looking for and put you in it, give you the tour of the 
the, I mean, now the tours are getting silly where you can be in the best, the guest bedroom, you can be in the office room, you can do all that stuff right then and there. And with the pandemic, post pandemic period, a lot of people are getting more comfortable and buying cars from their, from their, from mm-hmm. their houses. They're buying, you know, houses and you're from getting houses. those recommendations. Yeah. <laughs> not us, not us, houses. but people are, people are. Doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. People are doing that. They're out there somewhere. Yeah. But hospitality is one of those scary ones where it's a, it, I, I thought about it the other day. I was thinking about how you can utilize it because it is such an up and coming thing in all industries and hospitality, how you can minimize some of the tedious stuff that we have to do mm-hmm. all day, every day. Um, and then I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to work into that. Cause that's probably is going to take away my stuff. <laughs> They're going to put my good personality, my dimples into a computer. And no, but, no one could duplicate those. Yeah. Dimples. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Craters. Irreplaceable. Craters. Mm-hmm. No, truly. And uh, it's very telling. I always think um, how people feel about AI uh, or machine learning or the automation process mm-hmm. of industrialization taking taking my gerbs. <laughs> I always think it's so telling because people are like, well, they're going to take away the jobs. And I'm like, yeah, the shitty ones. Uh, yeah. And tough. then they're like, but then people won't have shitty jobs. And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> and then they're like, well, what are we going to do? And I'm like, well, if the production is still happening and it's happening at a faster rate because it's being automatized mm-hmm. and it's happening uh, at more ethical rates because yeah. people aren't being exploited necessarily to do the shitty job mm-hmm. then that means supposedly right the profit's the same <laughs> <laughs> so if it, if the profit's the same and then we can you know match those taxes to those profits then theoretically the governments involved should have more money mm. which means there should be more money to support the people yeah AKA universal basic income. And it's always very telling to me who's like, fuck that. Yeah. Because they hate poor people. (laughs) And that's the whole point of this is that like, yes, it's scary. Yes, it's different. Ultimately, it's just another step in industrialization. The the moral good goal of which is to relieve suffering and mm-hmm. to allow for less people to do shitty things. I mean, pre-industrialization, you had children working in the fields as a norm. Like your kid was old enough to hold a oyster shucking knife. Mm-hmm. Bitch was out shucking. Yeah. You know, that was just that's what you had to do to survive. Once we got factories involved that cut that process of production you know, forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's hard to move backwards without sacrificing what we've gained, you yeah, know, yeah. literally. <laughs> but if, and if profits, that's why, that's why I think like the people knowing more than we do is that the if the cut is even getting bigger because you're not having to deal with, you know, paying for health insurance or for those poor workers, if they're not paying for health insurance, another thing too, but they're still trying to figure out how to keep a part of that cut for themselves at some point. And that mm-hmm. maybe is why things aren't advancing as fast as they are. That's why I'm questioning. That's why well, it makes the me cut, think. The cut can only ever be bigger. I mean, like we've yeah. had this conversation with our family, <laughs> family many times where like once you have a pile of money, that mm-hmm. pile is no longer enough. Mm-hmm. It supports a standard of living that you get used to, that you get acclimated to. Yep. And then you need a bigger pile to then support your new goals and ambitions and your new standard of living. And the same is true for any shareholder or stockholder or CEO or whatever of a company. They see those profits increase due to the changes of their production. And they're like, 
could do better. I've had better, you <laughs> <Yeah> . know. <laughs> so then that that becomes the new goal.、Mm-hmm. It'll never be enough. The difference is how do we get the regulatory bodies involved to get part of that that's、mm-hmm. equitable, that's fair, that's something we all agree that should be done while still making it appetizing for those companies to be creative and to produce. Just for the goal of making the Earth a better place to live,、mm-hmm. and、uh, that won't change until we all just learn to love each other, man. <laughs> aliens, <laughs> waiting for aliens, dog. That's how it is. We got to manipulate <laughs> the algorithm to just play that Kermit the Frog song about rainbows and stuff. I love that song. Yeah, well, most people do, and maybe <laughs> if we all listened to it and shared a coke, <laughs> things would be all right, yeah, man. Get a tune. Yeah. And、that's pretty much it. Wow, that's、um, super scary still, <laughs> but very interesting. It's it's nice to have、um, a little bit better understanding of how that stuff works because you know it's it, people say it so passively. Oh, the algorithm, and、mm-hmm. I'm just like,、ah, yeah, and I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what. Just, I like, I like the recipe. The、mm-hmm. recipe.、Yeah. The recipe reference、mm-hmm. is something I will utilize and steal. Totally. No reference. No citation. I love a good analogy,、yeah. especially one、yeah. made for a five-year-old <laughs> by a computer. Kind of makes me want a PB and J now. <laughs> <Yeah> . <laughs> <laughs> It's a sandwich of knowledge.、Mm-hmm. Cool. Anything else, kid? Um, you know, check your privacy settings tonight. Yeah, kiss your loved ones. <laughs> Flip those switches from green to off.、Yeah. Um, if you're feeling dicey,、uh, yeah, and just you know, stay curious, but look out for yourself. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I'm gonna go、um, check my phone in the woods after this. Because <laughs> clear cash,、know. clear cash. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. yeah thanks for thanks, joining. Man. Cool. This is fun. Yeah. We're gonna hopefully have more of these、yes. in the future. Yes. Yeah. Now was, that we have the technology, I was、yep. gonna say, yeah, we got the stuff. And honestly, what's what I love seeing from the behind the scenes stuff as well too. But it's great to see just how you two work. It's、oh, great to thanks, see you、dude. guys. You guys are awesome. And、uh, I, I I tried to keep quiet for a lot of it, for most of it, just because a I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. <laughs> um, but B,、uh, because I just love hearing hearing these guys work, and、uh, and I also love the conversation. So it's like when you have those thoughts while you're listening to this podcast, you'll be like. Oh yeah, I, I wanted to say something in there. Well, now I'm get to do that stuff. Okay, <laughs> and so I, I was me doing it. If you ever heard me, but this has been great, guys. Thank you so much. For yeah, dude,、me. that this was really fun.、Yeah. Thanks for wanting to participate. Yeah, and thanks, kid, for all the info. Oh yeah, no, all、per、of it、usual. brought to you by AI. Wild. And if you too want to do this,、uh, pay a small membership fee to Patreon. And, <laughs> yeah.、Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, no, <laughs> just, not kidding. just kidding. Yeah,、yes. Actually, no. <laughs>、yes. Pay up, damn it, <laughs> or marry into the family. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gonna... Secession style. Well, you know, I'll speak. Just we can wrap up after this, but like. I don't want to sound like pushy about the Patreon thing. We've gotten really like good suggestions from the people who have participated in it, and that's been really exciting. Like the audience engagement element of it,、mm-hmm. um, and I that I'm greedy. I want more of that. Not necessarily the money part. I want people to participate. Yeah. Because the feedback that we've gotten, like from you, Evan, and from Superfan Paul, and from、uh, Joe and Jesse and others. Like they like it, and so that's been really cool. So,、mm-hmm. yeah, even if you don't contribute, like 
do the Instagram thing, comment on on all that stuff because I still want to see it and hear your ideas and stuff. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Yes. Like and subscribe. We want to hear you. Yeah. And money talks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Thanks, yeah. kid. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Bye. Bye.